This is Wake Up and Lead, a daily podcast where ambitious young professionals learn to lead themselves. I'm your host, Hampton Doors, here to share my findings from an episode with my Friday guest, Josh Swing. So we talked about three main things here. This is going to be quick, but super impactful. I'm going to share a couple of the things that he said and then give you like a question to ask yourself or an action step. Number one, when we were talking about faith, it was you are what you worship. You are what you worship, which, which that is really convicting for me. Um, it reminds me of a song by, I think it's Maverick City, Chandler Moore, one of the singers. There's a song called We Become What We Behold. Um, and that's, you know, a song that I've listened to a lot. And it's always like really convicting. It makes me think about like, what am I beholding? What am I worshiping? Am I worshiping God or am I worshiping like um, how fit I can get or how much money I can make or the amount of approval or success that I have? That's one thing that like I definitely fall into a lot. And so um, just really thinking about like you are what you worship. And I think as young professionals, if we can realize that right now, um, we're in a lot better spot than the person that's 50 years old and doesn't learn that until later. It's never too late to like recognize that. But if we can get on the right track right now and recognize that we're not going to be perfect, but to say, hey, I have a bend to idolize um, XYZ in my life and what I'm really going to do, and I think this is a good action step for us, is just to invite God into it. For one, there's probably things in our lives that at times we worship that like aren't good at all. But a lot of the things are things that God created us to do, um, and, and we have uh, made it worldly. Like, for example, work. It's like God wants us to be work, wants us to work and contribute to society and impact people and everything. But a lot of times we make it about ourselves and success. And so for me, what I'm trying to do is to invite God into my work and say, God, what do you want me to do from a work standpoint? How do you want me to show up? How do you want me to treat people? And when I, when I have that mindset, it keeps me from idolizing the work itself and the success that I find. And I make it about him and not me. And I make it about other people. So inviting God into the thing that you worship, as long as it's something that is like um, intended for good, like if it were, were to be like, I mean, use your imagination, things that just are blatantly wrong or sinful, then you need to stop that. But a lot of the things are not inherently wrong. We just like over idolize them. The next part, uh, the family one, you know, this convicting for me again, of course, Swing was talking about that. He said, are the people that matter the most to me getting my best? Are the people that matter most, most to me getting my best? And so often we, we go out into work and we go to the gym and we do all these things and we're like pouring out so much. And then we get home and we're exhausted and our family gets our scraps. Maybe that's, um, you know, again, if you're married or you have kids, that's obvious. If you don't, then uh, maybe it's your, your parents, your siblings, like you, you're great for everyone else. But then when you get around them, you might say that they matter the most, but your actions don't show that. And so for me, a lot, I think because I, um, I know that Erica loves me so much. I feel like I um, might slack there at times because I'm like, oh, she'll give me grace, which is true. But at the same time, I want to make sure that she's getting my my best. And a good action step for us here is to think about the long-term vision. If you think day-to-day, week-to-week, um, the consequences may not seem that big. It's like, oh, I can, you know, I'm really tired today. I'm just going to show up and like, not really like do my best as, as a, a spouse or as a parent. Um, and, and, you know, it may not seem like a huge deal in the moment, but if you start doing that one day and then two days that could lead to years, and then all of a sudden your kids are out of the house or all of a sudden your marriage has like drifted apart. And I think a lot of people say, Hey, the family is the most important thing in my life. And they might say, Hey, I'm actually working for my family. Like they should, they should understand because I'm exhausted. And I'm trying to provide for them. And at times, yeah, maybe you are tired, but a question I may ask you to ask yourself 
this is one of the, one of the things I'm learning is like you say you're going out and providing for your family, but a lot of us like we've provided and we just are are kind of making that an excuse. At, like I I feel like I'm I've said this before, but I'm like oh I'm off fighting dragons for my family to provide for them and give them a great life. And a lot of times it's like well maybe, but a lot of it is just about me and trying to build my own name. And so I think if we can look inward, ask ourselves the question, what am I really doing it for? Um, it can go a really long way. Just make sure that your family is getting your best. And then finally, um, how many truly authentic relationships do I have? That's one of the things that Swing brought up. I think as we are um, ambitious young professionals, a lot of times we're working a lot and then we have like a few hobbies here and there. But when you get home from work, um, you may just be isolated and maybe you're married. Um, and so you've got like a spouse or, or a kid. And so you're spending a lot of time with them. But I know for me, I've had to make time for like intentional, authentic guy relationships. And I've got a group of guys, five of us, we meet at 5am on Friday mornings and uh, we run five miles and we talk about these things. So uh, yes, I'm sticking with the F theme there, but that that's been one of the ways that I've had to like make time for those authentic relationships because um I think week to week we might be fine, but eventually you might realize that you're isolated and you don't have people um, in your life that will celebrate you and you don't have people that you can share hard things with. I've also got a group for my church too. And I would say like early on in marriage, it was in the middle of COVID, so it was a little bit harder, but I didn't always have like, you know, those people in my corner. Like I sort of had them, but I wasn't making time to 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 give to them and then to receive as well from like an authentic relationship standpoint. So I think we need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, I may have a lot of friends, but are these like true authentic relationships where we're vulnerable with each other, where we share our victories, where we share hard things? It's also a good question for us to ask. And the action step there is just to be the friend that you're looking for. Don't say, oh, these people don't exist. Be that person and you'll start finding them really quickly. It's time for you and me to wake up and leave.